hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop, how about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking Queer Money on the road this summer and fall. Visit QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. You're listening to Queer Money episode number 180. Have you ever said to yourself, I wish I could win $5 million? Then in the next breath say, hell, I wish I could win $5,000. But what would you do if you did just come into an extra $5,000? It's not as exciting as winning Powerball, mind you, but it's also more likely than winning Powerball. In fact, many people come into a couple thousand dollars a couple times a year. There are tax refunds, bonuses at work, gifts from friends and family, other events. Maybe it's not $5,000 all at once, and for some people it may not be a cumulative $5,000 every year, but a few hundred dollars here and there. And that's what we're talking about on today's Queer Money. As we often say on the show, having a plan is key. So let's create a plan for when we come into a little extra money so we don't later regret spending it all or not remembering what we spent the money on. Before we start, this episode was originally recorded for a Queer Money Live, a video series we do in our Queer Money Facebook group, and it was in response to a question we got from one of our members. So it may sound a little different than what you're used to hearing, but the sound is still good, and more importantly, the information is very valuable. Finally, the best way to take advantage of surprise money is to not be surprised through day-to-day finances. And the best way to do that is with a budget. For that, go to debtfreeguys.com forward slash 180 and start budgeting like a badass with the very budgeting tool that we discuss in this episode. Now, on with the show. There's personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance for the masses. This is Queer Money. This podcast is sponsored by Capital One. Capital One is redesigning the banking experience by offering simple, straightforward, and seamless ways for you to bank from almost anywhere. So banking fits into your life, not the other way around. (laughs) Fixing my hair there. (laughs) Just got out of the shower. So John and I went to the gym this morning and uh, have been working on a few other things. So anyway. We're trying a new routine. (laughs) Our strategy up for the last, since January, was that we would wake up, do our morning meditation and journaling and stuff like that and then we would work a little bit and then get to the gym and we found out that we don't actually go to the gym (laughs) if we do that so and we both have been gaining some weight so we are trying to fix that so we're doing our morning meditation and our journaling and all that and then we're going as soon as we're done all that going to the gym and putting in at least one workout and then we'll hopefully try to get uh, afternoon cardio done as well Exactly. All right. So that's not the topic, of of course, of this Queer Money Live. Although I will say, uh, John and I typically find that when we stick to a routine, and especially when we stick to a routine that includes some sort of physical activity, whether that's getting out of the house and going for a walk, going to the gym or for a run, that it lifts our spirits. Mentally, we are, um, uh, especially me, I uh, oftentimes suffer from depression. And when I exercise or when I get out and do something physical, it lifts my spirits, which in turn means that I won't be succumbing to some of those impulse purchases or maybe uh, buying food or other things that I don't necessarily need uh, just to try to fill a portion of me that is uh, feeling kind of empty at the moment. So, but anyway, that's not what we're talking about. (laughs) That's probably a whole nother uh, Queer Money Live. We actually take that topic uh, under consideration. So what we're talking about today is something that I think is a lot of fun. Uh, This whole idea of uh, what would you do with a $5,000 bonus. Now this came from, was it Erica? No, Sarah. Sarah. Oh, that's right. Sarah. 
So Sarah uh, shared this question with us uh, in the group, and uh, we wanted to find out what everybody else thought. Uh, so John is going to paste in the comments here the results of the poll, which was a lot of fun to see what everybody was saying as to what they would do. John and I had a great conversation. Um, we yeah. talked a lot about what we would do with $5,000, an extra $5,000, uh, whether that's a bonus or we won the lottery or whatever. Uh, we don't necessarily encourage playing the lottery because it's kind of a tax on poor people is what we like to say. But we had a lot of fun talking about it. And I, you know, I think a lot of us daydream like this, right? We like to have a little bit of fun and we like to daydream a little bit about what would we do if we had more money. And so then we start to come up with all these different ideas. Yeah, that's one. that was actually one of the fun things uh, that we would do sometimes when we were on our way to work was uh, when the lottery got big, we would start to fantasize about what we would do with that lottery winning, although we never played, so it was kind of futile. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the numbers were pretty interesting, and sorry, I'm getting everything set up so that all the announcements go out that we're live. Um, sometimes it doesn't happen as, as easily as I'd like. So uh, I'll post these here in a second after I share them verbally, but we thought it was quite interesting. So the question was, what would you do with a $5,000 gift or a bonus, uh, some sort of unexpected money if it came your way? Would you pay off debt? Would you save it, invest it, whatever? Um, the dominant response by 32 of the people who responded to the poll said they would pay off uh, credit card debt, um, or I'm sorry, they would pay off debt in general. Um, which I thought was quite interesting. And I, I guess it makes a lot of sense given the nature of this particular group. Well, I, I, I'm just going to jump in here. I think uh, one of the other things that makes a lot of sense is because we've mentioned this before, it's about, I think, around 55 to 60% of people who have joined the group have told us that credit card debt is one of their biggest struggles. Yeah. So again, if you're listening to this and you think you're alone, Look at these numbers and see how many other people have said that they would pay off debt. The reality is a lot of us. Hi, Michael. For, hey, Mike. What, for Happy whatever, birthday. Yeah, whatever the cause is, have a lot of credit card debt. So it kind of makes sense that a lot of people would say this. And, and, and that's the whole reason why uh, John and I came up with the credit card payoff course. Yeah, exactly. You know? I mean, yeah. it's the dominant uh, answer uh, to for the people who join our group is that they're trying to pay off credit card debt, which is why we came up with the course, Yeah. which um, we were just talking about that earlier today. And we're looking to reopen the doors to the course, uh, possibly May timeframe. So look out for more information on that coming soon. The course itself is right now going amazingly well. Um, the students are wonderful. Um, and we're super happy with the progress that they made. Somebody just told us the other day that in the time span, since they signed up for the course, they paid off $3,200 of credit card debt. So that's not necessarily today's topic. So 32 people said they would pay off debt. 15 people said they would invest, which I love that that was one of the leading responses because it, thinks, it, remind, it, it lets me know that people are sort of thinking in a growth mentality, which we definitely need to think about. Nine people said they would save it for an emergency to, to fund their emergency savings account. Also super happy about that. What I think is so great about this is the number one, number two, and number three responses here, this is probably indicative of the kind of people who have joined the group, but all of these responses are about improving ourselves financially, right? I mean, that's the whole reason we started the Queer Money Group, and actually the whole reason why John and I got on this path of quitting our jobs, making good money, but we quit our jobs so that we could help the LGBT community, people who were just like us struggling financially to improve themselves financially. There's a lot of different things that we can do. It's not just 
hoping and wishing that we would get paid more. There's a lot of other things we can do to improve ourselves financially. And I love the fact that, you know, if you look at these top three, you're probably looking at about 75, 80% of people in the group want to make some sort of progress financially. Exactly. And then we get to some fun things. Uh, the uh, seven people said that they would travel. And I thought it was interesting. Keith uh, made a comment in the discussion that um, while he would focus on paying off debt, he also wanted to keep in mind that travel is very important to him. And it also helps um, relax and calm him down, helps him be more creative. So in the long run, it can actually be an investment to increasing your wealth because you can actually perform better. You're more creative. Uh, you're just better at work. And so I thought that was an important point because we do want to, you know, and that's something maybe we need to talk about more in this group is, you know, self-care. Um, we're always talking about how to pay off debt or how to save for emergencies or all these different tricks about money. Um, but we also want to look on the other side of the balance sheet. And I think that maybe self-care needs to be something that we, we talk about. How do we right. incorporate that in a meaningful and not um, excessive way so that we put ourselves further into debt? You, you know, it, it's interesting one of the things that John and I did when we were paying off our debt is we set up these milestone, what we call milestone rewards. We would set a goal of we wanted to get the, to this particular point. And then when we got to that point, we had a, a reward in store for ourselves. One that didn't make us take steps back in paying off our debt, but they were also those kinds of rewards that made us feel good. We know that when paying off debt or saving for something like your emergency savings or down payment on a house, those kinds of things, sometimes it can feel a little, it feels like the Tiring. joy <laughs> sometimes in your life has been sucked out because your money is going to, you, you've switched and you've changed your lifestyle a little bit and the joy of just being able to spend unconsciously or to always go out and just do whatever you feel like with your friends, that kind of joy just seems to go away. Yeah. And so you got to remember to incorporate that with whatever your goal is, incorporate that into your life so that you can maintain that joy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, it, Which I think is what Keith's point was. Yeah. And that was the, the, the kind of the ultimate final reward for us when we paid off our debt is John and I just so happened to have timed that with when John's best friend was getting married and she had a destination wedding in Mexico. We lived in Colorado and it was perfect timing for us to be able to complete paying off our debt, save up a little bit of money and be able to go down to Mexico and enjoy this vacation. I think we were down there for what, five days or something like that. 100% paid for before we left. That was an awesome thing about it. It, was, it just felt really good. Yeah. And that, like you said, I, I think that, helped us feel so much better about the, the work that we had put in to pay off our debt. Right. Well, it, it was a combination of it helped us celebrate um, the pay, you know the milestone of paying off $51,000 worth of credit card debt. But then it also let us come back feeling rejuvenated, excited, and now we can now we kind of had like a bookmark to, to start the next phase of our lives. Yeah. Four people said they would fix up their home. So I, that's to me, that's uh, depending upon what kind of upgrades you're looking to do, that's, that, that could be a good investment to make. Uh, if, no, for no, if nothing else, at least it improves your environment, and that's also inspiring and helpful um, and uh, makes you a little bit more of a happier uh, person. Two people said they would uh, use it as a down payment to buy a home, which I thought was awesome. That would be a, a good significant chunk to put as a down payment for, for lots of people. Yeah. And then one person each said they would buy a car, learn something, whether through buying a course, reading, or going to back to school. Um, and then one person said, buy clothing. 
Um, so I thought that was that was great. Aisha commented a couple times. She said her number one goal. This and this is I think great too. She's thinking sort of uh, multi pronged here. Um, her number one goal would be to pay off debt, and then her second goal would be to invest. And that's actually when David and I started discussing with ourselves what would we do with five thousand dollars. That was kind of the path that we went down. Was I don't know myself if I would put all five thousand dollars towards one particular goal. I would maybe want to spread it out. So I'll put you on the spot, Mister Alton. <laughs> what what would you do with five thousand dollars if I just handed it over to you? Yeah. Well, we well did. if I handed him five thousand dollars, he would first say, "Where the hell did you get that?" <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And now a quick word from our sponsor: Capital One's checking and savings accounts have no fees and no minimums. And with one of the best saving rates in America, you can rest easy watching your money grow with no fees to bring you down. You can open an account in about five minutes, which means you are only about five minutes away from getting your savings to grow with one of the nation's best rates. I think that I, I kind of am going down the uh, the same path that uh, Aisha went, is that I don't think I would spend all of it in one place. Fortunately, John and I have a number of goals that we could put the money towards. Uh, one of the things we we both said, uh, and uh, it, one of the things that is important to us is we said that we would, or I said I would set aside a little bit of money, like maybe $150 to go out to a really nice dinner to really enjoy the fact that we got this money, the, the bonus or the gift. But then I would use the majority of it for something else. And in my case, I chose to put that towards growing our business. You know, what, one of the interesting things is John and I go to this conference every year in, uh, it's called FinCon. It's all around personal finance bloggers. And it's amazing that whether it's the African-American community, the Christian community, the investing in real estate community, all of these different communities, the people that are a part of those communities, they share and talk about money all the time. People in the LGBT community, for whatever reason, we don't share. And actually, John and I get trolled regularly by people who are angry that we're talking about making improvements to our financial, helping the, the LGBT community improve financially. And I think that's interesting. But what that means is that John and I actually have to pay to get people in the LGBT community to be aware of the information that we're trying to share for free, which kind of doesn't make a whole lot of sense, right? We're paying to give you something for free. But that's one of the areas or one of the places I would put our money because John and I want more people in our community to maybe divert some of their attention away from things like pop culture, politics. John and I like Just to say it. it. <laughs> John and I like to call it the three Ps, penis, pop culture, and politics. You know, That's we, what our community, the queer community, is obsessed about, those three topics. Right. And nobody can tell you how they're investing and in, whether or not they're investing in their 401k or their company-sponsored retirement plan, but everyone can tell you all the winners of RuPaul's Drag Race. Right. <laughs> it's interesting that our community, when you compare it to a lot of other communities, is struggling financially. We make less money. Um, some of that is because of the kinds of jobs we choose, but we make less money also because of the sexual orientation and gender pay gap. But our community is probably one of the worst when it comes to making progress financially. And the reality is, is that a lot of that has to do with the fact that we're simply not paying attention to our money like all the other communities are. African-American community right now is doing a stellar job at educating themselves and learning what they can do to improve themselves financially. LGBT community, 
meh. They'd rather watch Matt, Drag Matt. Race. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, Matt, thank you for joining us. Ross, thank you for joining us. So, that long-winded diatribe, what were your answers? <laughs> so, I, I would reward ourselves. I would have some fun with the money, but a flip side, our goal in life is to help more in the LGBT community. So, I would have to spend money focusing on helping people in the LGBT community learn why it's more important to focus on financial aspects than maybe some of the pop culture penis and politics politics aspects. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so you kind of stole some of mine. Rude. <laughs> so I agree with Aisha with the multi-pronged approach. With my $5,000, it's a lot for me to put towards one thing. Hey, Joe. Um, hey, Joe. Hey, thanks for joining us. So the first thing I would do, David and I both agree that we would go out to a fancy dinner. For some reason, maybe it's because we're older, I don't know. But we just love going out for a nice dinner, having a nice meal, lots of usually tapas style, and a good bottle of, or, of wine or two, or maybe a good martini and a bottle of wine. That's <laughs> what we love to do. So we could do that. We could sit there for three or four hours and just really enjoy our, our company with each other and whoever's you know, in the restaurant or, or bar with us. So I'd probably spend a couple hundred dollars on that. I would want to invest, I think, maybe $2,000 of that in our, well, at this point, our Roth IRA, because I wouldn't want to say I completely blew all that money. And then with the $1,300 that would be left over, $2,300 that would be left over. $2,700. I obviously create all the spreadsheets and do the numbers. I do all the word stuff. David does the number stuff. <laughs> That's why we're a good pair. <laughs> Part of me would like to put it toward a vacation because Dave and I love to travel and we always get a lot of excitement and rejuvenation out of that and it adds to our story and all that stuff. So maybe I'll put 1700 toward a, a vacation and I would use the rest for, um, we need new computers bad. We're, we have three of the worst laptops in the world right now and so uh, I would love to upgrade them and yeah. have them fresh and fast and clean and all that stuff. So maybe I'd like to upgrade our our, our, some of our technology. So I guess in, in a sense, that's an investment in our business. So not completely off of David's uh, topic, but, um, but not exactly what he would And not long-winded and, and soapboxy like David soapboxy. gives. <laughs> yeah. So keep talking while I add the, these numbers to... Um, One of the, the cool things, though, that I loved about the poll, the answers that people gave, is that it all shows that we have whether they are um, building a better financial future or taking care of our some of our, our needs right now, we all have some sort of financial need, right? We all have some sort of financial goal or desire or something that we would like to make happen. And what's interesting is that a lot of us, in especially in the LGBT community, we just kind of hope that things will get better, right? So if we're hoping that things get better and we're not doing anything to actually make them get better, we're going to hope for a long time. Like I've said before, we've all been fed this bullshit fantasy that somebody is going to come along and save us, whether it's a sugar daddy or a politician or in the end, the government or our parents passing away and inheriting or, or uh, we inherit money. A lot of us have been fed this bullshit line of fantasy or this bullshit fantasy that that's what's going to save us. The reality is what saves us is that we make changes ourselves. You know, for me, my parents have disowned me, so I will never get any money from them. So I knew that if I wanted to, to do anything financially in my life, I would have to 
save myself. You know, I will say that I was for a, a time period married to somebody who made significantly more money than me. It was nice, but the, it, w- what was crazy so about it- So you kind of downgraded, but you upgraded? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> what was interesting about it is even while I was living with somebody who was able to take care of all of our financial needs, I still was digging myself into credit card debt and I didn't pay off my credit card debt. So just because I had a quote unquote sugar daddy, he wasn't really a sugar daddy, but because I had somebody there taking care of my financial needs, it didn't improve my financial state. So a sugar daddy may not save you. <laughs> well, and that's why I think, and I, I want to thank Sarah for posing this question. Um, this was a little bit more of a, a fun discussion. Um, so, you know, but I think there's value in, in it because one of the things that we're finding out in doing what we're doing that is that the more that we're talking about this with our community, those who are paying attention, the more they're making just slightly microscopic, better decisions. It's not necessarily like, yes. hey, I've got $5,000 or $500,000 or whatever, and I've, I've done the absolute right thing with all of that. It's just all these micro decisions that we make day to day because we're just starting to be, as David and I call, money conscious. So you, know, you might get $5 or you might get $500 or you might get $5,000 or you might get nothing and you, you just get your regular paycheck. But having these kinds of discussions, knowing what your plan A, B, and C would be if these scenarios popped up, they just help you make slightly better decisions on a day-to-day basis. And then if these opportunities do come your way, you don't blow that opportunity. And then as I did when I got reimbursed for my college tuition, I didn't put that money towards my my student loans. I put that money towards a trip for Vegas. So (laughs) To see Madonna. (laughs) So, I mean, in hindsight, I look back and I'm like, okay, well, that was kind of a missed opportunity, but not so much. then, you know, if you have these opportunities that come your way, you, you don't lose the opportunity and then regret it down the road. Yeah. Exactly. So I think, I think while this is a fun discussion, I think there's also value in that. Right. So kind of what I was getting at here is that if we want our lives to improve, we have to do something to, to make them improve. It's not just going to happen. It's not just going to fall in our lap. A talent agent isn't just going to come up to us and say, hey, I want to make you a model or you, you're going to be the next star on American Idol or something like that. Nobody's just going to say to you, oh, I'm going to give you a job that pays $150,000. Our financial issues need to be solved we need to solve them ourselves. And that's part of the reason why John and I provide these Facebook Lives, why we provide the tools that we provide on our website for free. But I will say also that one of the most important ones that we've recently are sharing is our Budget Buster bundle. And really what that is, is it's a set of tools that will help you learn how to budget. Because I'll say it again, no one gets rich spending more money than they make, right? <laughs> if a- anybody who has gotten rich spending more money than they make, I'd like you to reach out to me because I'd like to figure out how you did it. Because <laughs> uh, if you're spending more money than you make, you're either putting it on a credit card or you're taking out loans. And so you're basically going backwards financially. So the Budget Buster Bundle is all designed around helping you control your spending, spend on what makes you happy, Because when you're happy, you're less likely to spend on things that are not important. The less um, valuable things in life, you're less likely to spend on those kinds of things. And that is what allows you to improve yourself financially. 
So um, I just provided a link to the Budget Buster bundle in there that David was talking about. Uh, take a look at that. If you have any questions, let us know. Again, thank you, Sarah, for this great topic. I, it was a lot of fun, and I love that everybody participated in the poll this week. So maybe we need to do more of that, of tying polls to questions or to the top, uh, the Queer Money Lives, and maybe spark more engagement and discussion. Because we don't want this just to be us proselytizing. Yeah. And thank you for joining us again for another Queer Money Live. We will talk with you next week. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns about this topic or anything else, as always, uh, post it in the Facebook group or comment on the lives and we will respond as expeditiously as possible. Sounds good. Thanks a lot. See ya. And there you have it. What we do with a $5,000 bonus. So what would you do with a $5,000 surprise? Share with us in the Queer Money Facebook group. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Again, to get the Budget Buster Bundle that we talk about throughout this episode, go to debtfreeguys.com forward slash 180. And finally, please help us help more queer people. Please like, comment, and share Queer Money on your favorite podcast platform to reach more queer people. Thank you in advance, and we'll talk with you next week about the true value of giving back to the queer community and how you can give back more. Thank you. To learn more about how our sponsor, Capital One, is reimagining their local spaces and experiences to have banking better fit your life, visit www.capitalone.com and follow them on social at Capital One Cafe. From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking queer money on the road. Join us as we gamify personal finance with Queer Money Bingo or catch our signature Live Fabulously Not Fabulously Broke Talk and so much more in between. Check out QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player regularly for date and location updates.